Public Health continues. I'm Mark Allen. A little bit later in this episode, we'll be talking about another new book, and that's uh, a book by Daniel Miller, uh, which is about uh, uh, accepting uh, uh, everybody, uh, no matter what they are or who they are. It's called The Gifts of Acceptance, Embracing People and Things as They Are. Later on in this episode of Late Night Health, we go back to New York City as we're talking about marijuana, uh, medical marijuana, and we've been talking about CBD. Uh, I want to talk just very briefly about CBD before we go into what medical marijuana can do and and how you get your doctor to prescribe it. I know it's different state by state, but uh, last week or within the last two weeks, I was in a health food store in Ventura, and their CBD shelf was half full. And I asked the clerk, and she said that the uh, health department in Ventura came and removed CBD products, certain CBD products, from the shelves. How do you feel about that, Dr. Thomas? Yeah, I am... my, my personal feeling is, is uh, I believe in that uh, the overreach, and that that's my position. That I feel that um, there the DEA, the government, uh, doesn't fully understand uh, the definition and and the how we extract uh, by uh, global definition saying CBD is coming from the plant, therefore uh, it is marijuana. Um, you have to take into consideration does it have psychoactive properties or not, which CBD does not. So I feel that yes, CBD should be over the counter. But at the same time, that the manufacturers need to, they need to be a governing body to oversee uh, the production for quality assurance as well as educating the community on CBD uh, because there's certain times of the day. You, specifically at nighttime, you don't want to give CBD because it's not a stimulant, but it's going to keep you very alert. So the last thing I want to do is interfere with the uh, sleep-wake cycle, what we call the circadian rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. So by giving it too late at night, uh, and actually, you know, you're having difficulty getting to bed, and now we develop insomnia, and that could bring on uh, other uh, medical conditions or, you know, uh, pathology, uh, insomnia. And I know that, that, again, for 50 years, 60 years, maybe even more than that, people with catastrophic diseases such as cancer and uh, just, you know, mind-numbing diseases, and I say mind-numbing because of the pain, uh, and marijuana has been clinically showed to alleviate pain and maybe even have some benefits other than alleviating pain. Can you tell us some of those, doctor? Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, my practice, it was, when we first opened the doors, it was pretty broad. Um, I am in, uh, my doors are open four and a half years now. I've certified over a thousand patients and, you know, I've done a study. So majority of my patients are pain management. Uh, I do have cancer patients, uh, multiple sclerosis, um, uh, uh, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, uh, what we call irritable bowel disease. Uh, but the the number one condition and would be uh, chronic pain. Uh, my patients do very well, and depending on the source of their pain or the type of pain, the type of receptor that's associated with that pain, I would choose the what we call ratio of THC to CBD to manage that pain. And how do your patients take it? Do they smoke most of them? Do they take it 
sublingually? How how is it delivered? Sure, the delivery system. Well, I can say it's a, a generational. The young generation um, they prefer a, a vapor a vapor pen, and the onset of action is about ninety seconds, and it lasts about three to four hours. Um, the the middle generation. I'm going to say I'm going to reference my age, fifty five plus or minus uh, ten years. Uh, what we call the uh, uh, they'll, they'll, they have a choice of either um, going vapor or sublingual drops, because depending on what they feel comfortable with, and that uh, that would be the um, uh, you know, the next generation, the, the golden generation, where which would be in the seventh, eighth. As a matter of fact, I just certified a patient today that was 88 years old. Um, they prefer either sublingual or a capsule. Gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting to me too. Yeah, um, uh, because. Well, I've said this on the air. Uh, uh, I don't like this. I don't like smoking. I don't like e-cigarettes. I don't like tobacco, mm-hmm. and I don't like being around people who are smoking marijuana. And I'm not a user myself. I have tried CBD uh, for pain management, and it's been uh, sometimes it, it it's successful, and sometimes it's not. But it's self-prescribed from a rather than going to a doctor and we only have about a minute or so left uh, in our conversation walking in Venice Beach you can be approached by people both men and women saying you look stressed come up to our doctor's office he'll give you a prescription for um, for uh, marijuana is that a good idea or have <laughs> no, you seen because- that? No, New York is very strict. Uh, we, we, it's highly regulated. New York's one of the most regulated states in the country uh, when it comes to medicine. You know, medicine in America is conservative, uh, and then New York State is even more conservative. So it's highly regulated. You must have qualifying condition. If you don't have a qualifying condition, you cannot be certified. And in my office, I'm, I screen out the patients before they even walk through the door. If they don't qualify, they cannot even come through my door. So, you know, doctor, no we are out of time. Uh, um, and and I really appreciate your time today. Medical Marijuana Real-Life Success Stories by Dr. Thomas O'Brien II, and it's available on Amazon. And I think my timing is pretty good. I want you to join us at LateNightHealth.com, LateNightHealth.com. <laughs> 